0: Hey everyone, this is Christian Horn from Part-Time Fanboy, just dropping this small introduction to let you know that during the recording of this podcast, something happened to my microphone array, so my voice will not sound as clear as it does in this particular recording, or as it does during our regular podcast episodes. Um, I was suffering from a sinus infection, my head wasn't very clear, and as we recorded, my microphone switched to my webcam and not my trusty uh, usual microphone. So if there's a problem with my voice, that's the explanation. I know, great way to start off the new year with our first podcast, but still the conversation is fun and we had a lot of fun recording it. So I hope you enjoy it anyway. Um, with this little bit of information out of the way, let's move on to Rocky.
1: Part-time fanboy.
2: fanboy.com
1: this is uh part-time fanboy the first episode of 2023 um we are kicking it off with rocky the original 1976 movie written by sylvester stallone directed by john g Avildsen. i think that's how you pronounce it maybe yes, i it massacred is. it um no no you did good okay great i did good i did good um and I have on the line with me two very special guests. We have Evis Cannavale, a part-time fanboy regular and, and member of the part-time fanboy clubhouse and returning member of the clubhouse who has not been on for a very long time but who loves film as much as Evis and I do. Paul Edwards. I love having him on. Hey, and, uh, it's nice to be back. And he has uh, great uh, insights as to film and movies and directing and all that stuff because he is a filmmaker himself, so I wanted to have him on. And when I talked, uh, probably a couple of years ago, originally about wanting to do the whole Rocky series for part-time fanboy, uh, I remember oh. Paul was like, Paul was like, huh, and then when I expressed the reason why I wanted to talk about Rocky, I think Paul agreed with me as to why we should talk about Rocky or why Rocky is worth talking about, and, um, so here he is, and I hope he can join us for the other episodes, despite how busy you've been. So thank you for joining us on the first hey. 2023 episode of Part-Time Fanboy. Thanks for uh, returning. But um, yeah, Rocky, 1976, written by Sylvester Stallone, directed by John G. Avildsen, also the director of all three Karate Kid movies, and also director of a movie I discovered on a sick day over the holidays called Joe, which I very much... Liked, and that's that's a discussion for another time. Um, he's directed many other things, but I think Rocky and Karate Kid are probably what he's best known for,
3: right? Oh yeah, I, I would
1: absolutely.
3: Imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no oh, one no one talks yeah, about his stellar directing in Rocky Five. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, at that point, I would imagine, and and I would like to maybe stick to this one uh, rather than discussing oh, the yeah. sequels because I want to do episodes on the sequels. I want to see if we can do them like maybe a couple of times a month, or you know, because there's like six, and then if you count the Creed movies, there's at least
2: eight. Man, right? you know and the, then gonna that's be a, the the franchise has expanded since the since you had your idea too. <laughs> yeah, for uh, sure, it's gotten, for sure. Got the the gotten a lot longer.
1: Yeah, 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 um, yeah.
2: But yeah, you're right. Like uh, Avelton, like this is the movie that like really put him on the map. You yeah. know, like in terms of like. Yeah. He, and, and between Rocky and Karate Kid, that sort of like uh set the template for like a lot of Hollywood's fight mm-hmm. movies uh, yeah. that were, that happened right around then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so I should get to the reason why I think Rocky and the Rocky films in general is, are, are are important, you know, as kind of like widely mocked as they've become, you know, uh, with the sequels, uh, you know, Rocky 5, Rocky 4. Some people don't like Rocky 3. I I really like Rocky 3. I have a very specific movie memory with my mom um, regarding Rocky 3, which I think I've talked to both of you about, but we can talk about later. Um, But um, I think the Rocky movies, I realized, like, years ago, and this may have been, like, pre-having my daughter. I think my wife and I, um, we watched, like, we started watching the Rocky movies one-fourth of July weekend, you know, and we were just like, yeah, let's just stay in and watch the Rocky movies. Cause you know, Rocky America, whatever, you know, it's, it's kind of become wrapped up in the sort of like, uh, you know, patriotism of the 1980s, the sort of, especially with Rocky four. Right. Um, oh, but, yeah. but, uh, but I realized when we started doing that, and I think we only got as far as like maybe Rocky three or Rocky four didn't get to Rocky five during that viewing, I still haven't watched Rocky V in a long time uh, because I remember seeing it in the theater and and not liking it at all. Um, I may change my mind once I revisit it for this series, but um, the reason I think Rocky is important and the Rocky movies are important is because if you watch them back to back, like if you sit and you watch them, um, and pardon me, I'm just getting over like a really bad sinus infection, so if I sound kind of hoarse or like weird to anyone or kind of crazy, that's why I'm crazier than my usual self. Um, but the Rocky movies, when you watch them back to back, it's like a time capsule of that era of filmmaking. You can see the advancements, the changes, the, the, the techniques, the things that really, really, uh, the marketing, you know, in the movies too, like the way things are shot, the way things are written, the way things mm-hmm. are expressed. Um, Going from Rocky I to Rocky Four, even Rocky Five, like, is really good in the way that it sort of encapsulates that sort of, that signal of the um, return to, like, indie filmmaking, right? Like, the return to maybe smaller kind of filmmaking that Rocky V kind of signals was coming in the 90s, you know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. like, when you watch all those movies back-to-back, they are so... Especially Rocky One, Rocky Two, and then getting to Rocky Three, and then it's especially during Rocky Four, you can see how like the the late 70s, the early 80s, and into the late 80s, like how it it just signaled the changes of everything that happened in film during that time, and it's it's a real encapsulation of like how techniques changed, how writing changed how acting changed a bit, you know, maybe you didn't necessarily need acting at one point, uh, you know, for mm-hmm. certain movies. But, um, I mean, I just think that if you, as, if you are interested in film, or you are interested in a particular time in film, or you're interested in seeing, like, how things changed um, in the culture, you know, in America... Rocky the Rocky movies are a a perfect encapsulation of that like it's just like and it's so blatant it's just so like wow when you go from movie to movie it's incredible but hey Christian um, yeah
2: yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna take your premise and I'm gonna amp it up a little bit because I think I think you see a lot of that change happening even within the first movie itself sure yeah
1: I I don't disagree with you yeah yeah go ahead go ahead say what you're gonna say
2: um, yeah, uh, I, I took a look at it again yesterday because, yeah, you know, I you. like being informed about the things that I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and uh, you see sort of an evolution of fight choreography from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. especially I'm thinking about comparing that first fight uh, that he has in the ring to, mm-hmm. to the last yep. fight.
3: Um,
2: and you know, like you really saw, I think, I think that people, one of the things that people like, uh, like just what really excited audiences at the time when it came out was the fight, you know, um, like that, that last fight in Rocky, uh, was, I remember a time when like, like that's all anyone ever wanted to talk about, you know, uh, was like the, how, how that how brutal that fight was and how it was shot and um i think it really sort of excited a lot of people about the possibility of film you know sort of as a fight medium at the time at least it did for me yeah. Uh, but yeah you see you see a difference between like sort of the way that you know they used to shoot boxing stuff you know cuz the camera's all outside the ring yeah. you know and you know you're getting you know the perspective is all like you're you're the guy looking in you know what i mean and yeah. then in rocky like the like the elements that they used in that last fight where they just like draw you in and sort of make you a part of the fight um like that was that was really a big development i think um in visual language uh, just that that this film brought the, to the table
1: yeah 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 it's funny because i noticed that um and i think the difference between the first fight and the the last fight is is Specific, is is purposefully done because in the first fight mm-hmm. he's washed up and it's just like you know they're shuffling around. It's not a the guy headbutts him, which I is something that I don't know that I ever. Re- I was like, oh wow, he headbutts Rocky in the beginning of the movie, and that's when Rocky gets pissed and like really lays into him. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm done taking your crap. I'm totally just gonna take it to you, and then. Uh, at the end of the movie, this is the big time, right? So it's glitzy. It's really, you know, everyone's oiled up. Mm-hmm. The cuts are much quicker. Um, you know, uh, it seems much more brutal and in your face. You know what I'm saying? So, and there is a specific period in the movie where the look of the film changes to where it's it's very sort of like begins very gritty and, and, and uh, dirty and sort of indie. You know what I mean? And the moment that I noticed the look change to, to your point, Paul, was when Talia Shire comes out in that red coat and gives him the, the dog. And I was like, Oh, everyone's hair looks nicer. Everyone's clothing yeah. looks better. And I was like, What is yeah. what does this signify? Like like in the in the course of the movie, and that's like maybe I wanna say like an hour and 15 maybe into the movie, right? Like something like that. And it, watching it this time, it was a very noticeable shift in the way Rocky looks, in the way Adrian looks. Um, let's not talk about Paulie, because Pauly's a piece of shit as far as I'm concerned. But, um, <laughs>
3: oh, I was, God, I, yeah, I got a lot. Of I about, said, oh, Pauly. my God. I think
1: we all have a lot to say about Pauly. Um, but, uh, but as far as like... The the way the film changed and then the way the the films after it changed, I mean, it's very striking to me. I I was like, oh, wow. It's very interesting, particularly in this movie because Adrian comes out in that red coat like he's going to meet her or something and he's running. And she comes out and she's beautiful. I mean, obviously, Atalia Shire is a very attractive woman, has never been unattractive but you know they have to mouse her down or whatever and and put her in glasses and stuff like that but um and then he gets the dog butt and it's almost like what the rest of the movies are saying about like materialism and like the change of like what we're it's like in the beginning of the movie he doesn't even want to do the fight like right they come to him and they give him the opportunity and that scene is amazing like Stallone does a great job in that scene where the, the, uh, the promoter like offers him the fight and he literally says like, no, he says like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. And it's just like, and I, you know, I've seen this movie several times. I'm sure we all have. Um, but this time I kind of like sat and wanted to pay attention and he says no. And it's funny because like from the moment I think where he's just like, you know what, I'm just gonna go along, you know, like, like this isn't my plan. And then there's a moment where you realize like he's grasping for it, like he's gonna go in the parlance of Rocky, uh, Rocky Five, he's gonna go for it, right? Like, and Gee. and that's when the 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 to me the visual um, of the film changes where Stallone has a nice, a slightly better, his hair is better combed, he's got like a little better clothes, maybe they're more ironed. They move in together and the apartment looks you know, as nice as you can get that I mean, for God's sake there's one scene where he has beer bottles shoved into the I was like, wow, the details on high def like I'm like blown away. Right. But but it's interesting to me because obviously the whole Rocky thing as the, the movies develop becomes a thing about like materialism and, and like what, what what is important, like is it the the you know, and that's sort of captured in this movie and it's funny how the rest of the movies become like a big sort of expansion of what this first movie is using it as a base. Am am I right here? I mean, I'm thinking I'm right. I'm correct.
3: No, you're 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 making an you're making an excellent points both of you guys. And for me, it was you know, I I haven't like it's this is Rocky 1 and 2 are the films I haven't revisited in a long time. Like I've oh, really? watched Rocky 3. Yeah, it's been okay. a while. Like okay. um and uh so sitting down last I actually watched Rocky 1 and 2. I won't talk about 2 at all, but yeah. so watching Rocky 1 and looking at it and you know, knowing about so this this film is is coming out and being made in the middle of the 1970s, the yeah. counterculture time period, uh, the time period when the studios let the inmates run the asylum. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. You know, the filmmakers and the actors were allowed more freedom. But here is a film, and and at the time, you know, this was a time period where the antihero was was the big deal. So you have this movie that's coming out that that's here where it is Rocky's not an anti-hero he's he's a really good guy this is like the 70s if capra was making a movie yeah my, yeah for yeah. me yeah so there's a sweetness to it and I, what i really was impressed with and you talk about the evolution that that's what it was interesting to me like there's an evolution here but there's also a throwback to it there's a throwback to the 40s you know where there you have this pure character uh a very good person who is just down in his luck and, and a character that is not really Bitter. I mean, he has his angry moments, but for the most part, he's just this lovable guy who's, yeah. you know, for the, you know. And uh, what I really loved, and I hadn't noticed before, was how how patient they are in terms of letting us get to know the characters. Yeah. The whole boxing thing really doesn't come into play until almost an hour into the movie. Yeah, dude. The,
1: the stuff that this movie, that this franchise became famous for. That stuff doesn't even mm-hmm. happen until the last, the theme song. I mean, you get a little bit of the mm-hmm. theme song in the very beginning, but it doesn't yeah. really kick in up until an hour 30. And this is a two-hour movie. So the last hour, mm-hmm. the, the big fight, there's no fighting. There's a bit of fighting in the beginning, but the big fight doesn't happen until the last 15 well, minutes of the movie. You know what yeah, I mean? But, and but also,
3: like, but also the, if you think about it, if this film were made today, the whole oh God, promoter... Yeah the promoter approaching Rocky yeah. would have happened within 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah after yeah, 20 yeah. minutes. Cause that's screenwriting yeah. rule. Like yeah, you have yeah. to have something happen. Yeah. This does it. Like we just hang out with Rocky. We get to know him. We get to know Adrian. We get to know uh, Paulie. We get to know, you know, uh, Rocky's life and what he's dealing with and everything we get, you know, we get pieces of each character enough to start falling in love with them. Yeah. And then they, and then the promoter scene comes in. And then from that point on, now we get an extra layer of lo- learning about Rocky and 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 how he feels, and you know that's like I was going to bring up the fact when he's sitting in that promoter's office and the promoters ask him to you know be in the fight, and he looks super awkward. Yeah. He doesn't know, he, he's always he's never looking at the promoter. He's always yeah. looking away, he looking should. down.
1: He's terrified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's
3: it's, it's kind of it's the same way I felt earlier when you and I talked about Conan, where when Conan gets thrown into the pit for the first time and he's looking around confused and he's like, like almost like a child. Yeah. And it's the same thing here where Stallone looks childlike. He's just like, I have no, like he was sitting in the principal's office.
1: Well, he's like, I'm in over my head and he knows it. Yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. like the moment that he gets that offer, you can see it in Stallone's eyes. And what's great too, is that Stallone is probably using his real life experience. Right. Oh, like, yeah, I mean, absolutely. he has confidence in, you know, I mean, we all know the myth where he like wrote it, wrote the first draft in three days and, you know, the studios wouldn't accept anybody. I wouldn't accept him in the lead role and he had to have an ultimatum and him and his rep, you know, we've heard that I had nauseam, you know what I mean? But yeah. the, it's a perfect example of an actor using his real life experience to be like, I mean, I can imagine that the movie got greenlit and he's like all excited and they're going to do it. And there's always that moment of like hesitation where you're like, Oh shit. Like, am I w- in way over my head? Like, did I fuck this up? You know what I mean? And, uh,
2: yeah.
1: it's perfect. It's, it, it works in that. I mean, it works through the whole movie, quite honestly. I mean, he uses that innocence, that sort of like nice guy, sort of sheepishness that he has. I mean, the thing yeah. that impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Paul. Did you want to say something?
2: No, no, I, I totally, I'm totally agreeing with yeah. like all of that. I think that there's something genius that happened like time-wise that like legitimately could not have happened any other time is that he set this in the middle of the bicentennial yeah 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 Yeah, he set this on like you know that 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 that, that figures prominently into the story and this movie was shot like during the bicentennial you know it was made during a it was made during a period when america was like you know post-vietnam but it was starting to feel a lot Better about itself, maybe yeah, not totally in the watery, right ways, as we yeah. discover, as we discover in Rocky Four. But <laughs> uh, you know, uh, really interesting time that it sort of captured, like. The spirit of how America was feeling at the time, like yeah. they, they you know we're 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 this nice lovable guy you know just wants to do the right thing you know but uh, we haven't been really quite given the chance to do it you know
3: and, yeah, and yeah. we're
2: gonna we're gonna we're gonna go for it you know? yeah yeah um, yeah That's so
3: funny I mean and, and kind of going back to the whole idea of like Stallone and and the awkwardness that he experienced I mean I get it because if you look at his filmography before Rocky oh yeah there's I yeah. mean... Really, I mean, he's only got like a few, like maybe not, like he played Frank Nitti in a Capone movie. He played Machine Gun in Death Race 2000. Yeah. Um, and then and then before that, I mean, his other big starring role was being stud at the party and Kitty and Studs. <laughs>
1: oh, jeez, you had to bring that up. But
3: also, did he do so, Lords of Flatbush before this? Yeah, so, he did Lords yeah, of Flatbush yeah, before, yeah. But, but for the most part, everything else he's ever done has been as an extra. Yeah yeah so just, so here he is player. carrying an entire movie on yeah. his shoulder yeah that he yeah. wrote
0: yeah and
3: play get, everyone is gambling huge on this yeah, yeah and then when yeah. you and then to i mean it's great to to you know that it succeeded that it became this this cultural icon but yeah. man can you imagine you is, you yeah. wrote a movie that you basically said look yeah. I I want to act in it you cannot yeah. do this film without me yeah they do it and now you're like, oh shit! I, they're calling me out now. I got to really pull this off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, the one, the one thing that I wanted to address too, because I don't want to give um, Ableton the short trip, because no, I, no, I no. think so much of this really works because of him. And I think that he is a, a a player in the history of Rocky that really gets like shoved under the rug, right? Because Stallone ends up directing two, and I, does he direct three right. as well? You he know. Took-
3: Two, two, three, and four, and okay. then uh, comes back to do Rocky Balboa. Yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because yeah. came back for five. That's right,
1: that's right, that's yeah. right. And 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 having seen Joe, you know, previous to the holidays, like right before the holidays, like Allison is really good. At, the first half of the movie is so good at like like he's good at shooting like New York at the time, like like the 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 the, the how like just run down it is, how ugly it is, the trash in the streets and, and so much exactly. of that is in that movie Joe, which was like six years previous to this, like nineteen seventy and was a hit apparently when it came out. It was like this big, you know, yeah. misunderstood hit. Again, like people embracing the the crazy racist, you know, scumbag guy, like, oh yeah. But 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 Ableton is really good at doing shooting the city um, uh, I said New York, I meant Philadelphia, excuse me, sorry, everything goes back to New York, I'm, I'm a New Yorker. Um, but, you know, uh, he's really good at shooting like, like this, a, a city and, 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 and the greediness of it and the, and the grossness of it and, and the sort of life that Rocky lives in the beginning because the thing that really blew me away while re-watching it yesterday, I, I watched it yesterday as well, Paul, um, the first like half an hour to an hour it really is like even to your point. It really is just like getting to know this guy, and I'm amazed at how much patience audiences had, and sort of like and as and the buildup is like really slow, and that final climax that act is just so different than the previous like whatever hour and forty five minutes before it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's almost like a splash of water in the face, like, when you finally get to the fight. But the first hour, like, Abelson is really good at being like, this is a crappy neighborhood. Like, I just feel like if a movie like this had been made today, uh, the squalor of Rocky's apartment, of his neighborhood, of the life that he lives. I mean, you know, at one point he takes off his T-shirt you know in his apartment with adrian and he's got a hole in his shirt like none of that stuff would have been embraced like none of that stuff would have been there and i think it speaks to the period that this movie was made in right but i also think it speaks Mm -hmm. to Avelton's directing style having seen joe um and uh, the movie previous to this where he is not afraid of looking at the seedy side of life you know what i'm saying right
3: yeah, and I'll be I'll I'll take it one step further in that not I think that whole scene would have been called out in my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. mean, I I I get it, and I and I I'm not. Are we talking about the, the scene. Adrian scene or yeah? When was, he has yeah. a, when he has Adrian when oh, Adrian yeah. first goes in his apartment. Yeah. Oh, my daughter that, had a
1: huge problem with that when she watched and, it with me you, for the first time. You know time. what? Yeah.
3: I had the I had the same issue with it when I first watched it back in the late eighties. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's
1: always been an issue with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: that that I don't I mean that I I completely forgotten. Like I had like that's been a while. And then when yeah. I was watching it last night, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. you know that. I mean, because especially this especially when he's holding his the door and he's holding yep. the wall at the same time, basically cornering yeah. her. And I'm like, oh man, you know, I'm I'm glad that, you know things turned out the way they did <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 but I mean, at the same time that been whole a much darker sequence, movie yeah I mean the, I mean the the whole the whole sequence even the beginning of the date is awkward because it's Pauly being a dick and throwing uh, oh my god Perky yeah well floor. yeah yeah
1: I mean the whole Thanksgiving date is a disaster like the whole thing <laughs> is, is like a nightmare scenario yeah. from beginning to end but to, to your point even it's like I mean, it's what makes it kind of real, right? It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it You're good. Right. It doesn't yes. make it like Paulie is, a, Paulie is a piece of shit. Like, I'm just going to say, uh, like, Paulie is a piece of shit. He is the lowest of the low as far as human beings go. He cares about Rocky. He cares about his sister and his own weird. But Burt Young is amazing in this movie. And right? it is because right? he does. Oh, yeah, he's fantastic. Can you imagine a big actor today? Having to play a part like this, they wouldn't do it. Like, it's, it's a scary thing. And that's another, uh, again, to my point of like showing the CD side or the unpleasant side of, of this guy's life. In a mainstream studio released movie, you would not have had Paulie as a character. Like, and obviously he softens up, like, as the movies go on. But in this movie, he is a piece of human garbage. He treats his, his he abuses his sister. He, 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 he's not very nice to his friend, Rocky. All he wants is something from him. You know, it, he's not really his friend. He's only his friend as far as like, what can you do for me? Can you get me in with the, you know, the mob guy who, who, you know, gives you a job? Can, can I help you out with training and boxing? You know, um, and then, you know, just the way that he sees his sister as a possession, as something that's held him back, you know what I mean? And there is a part of me that would have liked to see, because at one point, like when he freaks out during the confrontation scene where she, you know, he's like, you you busted my sister, you know, and he's drunk and they come home and Rocky's, he comes home and sneaks in and Rocky's kind of complaining about like how he always wants him to set him up with a job and, you know, he needs yeah. to lay off a little bit, which, you know, good point. You know, Paulie is just like, like when he freaks out, there's this bit where he's like, I can't get married because of you. And I was like, huh, what, what is that? Like what, there's something there. Not saying that it justifies his behavior, but it may have something to do with his psychological makeup. Maybe he wanted to get married and he felt like he had to take care of his sister. Like, there's a little backstory there for Paulie that that did make me feel for him a little bit, but the guy just got back.
3: I, mean, I you know. actually, I oh, after, yeah. after I watched this movie, I, I really, I sat back and thought, because I remember the conversation we had about Amityville to the possession. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, you know what? Now I don't know where he's more of a piece of shit. Like, I thought he was more of a piece of shit in that movie. Like, I I said he was Pauly, but, like, if he was a little more rapey. But, But then I watched this, and I'm like, Oh man, he's awful in this movie. Yeah, like he's, he's, he's such a scumbag. Such and I'm like, scumbag. now I'm now I'm completely like confused as to who is worse, which character was worse in, yeah. the, in, in either Paulie or or his dad character in uh, Amityville Two. Yeah, well, one of the things it,
1: it's the, one of the big themes of this movie, right, and and becomes the themes of all the Rocky movies in a in a much more obvious and and less you know subtle way is you know. How success not only affects you, but how it affects the people around you, right? Like how all of a sudden yeah. he gets this shot and, you know, Mickey is all of a sudden like, hey, I want to train you. And, you know, Paulie's like, you know, everyone is using Rocky in the beginning of the movie. Like everyone is, yeah, um, maybe not so much uh, Adrian, right? Like she kind of wants to be left alone and stuff like that. Um, I think right. Adrian is the only one in this movie who is like, I love you for you. Like, I love you. And through the course of all the movies that she's in, I think she's very much like, I don't care about anything else. You've been nice to me. You've been kind of sweet to me. And, like, oh, talking about the Pauly and Adrian thing, like, I mean, the way Burt Young treats Adrian, uh, Paulie treats Adrian, leaves Rocky that opening to be nice to her so that when he takes her on this shitty ice skating date, and to his apartment, like it's the first act of kindness. Maybe like anyone is really shown to her, like a man. So it leaves that opening to that really awkward sort of like, hey, you know, don't leave kind of scene. But you can see why she yeah. drifts towards him, especially when you see her home life, you know, like you get it. So yeah, for I mean sure.
2: and like yeah. I think one of the things that one of the things that I think it also just goes to show is that, you know, how just sort of incredibly violent American everyday life really is. You know what I mean? They absolutely. You know, I don't I don't I will be honest with you probably there's not a whole lot has changed in that department, you know, yeah. since uh, since Rocky came out, you know? Yeah. Um I, I think that if anything, like the movies sort of sanitize everything. Uh and that's what was really cool. I think a lot of people really did sort of see the world that they know reflected in the yeah. first part of Rocky, you know? And then, and then when it shifts into that movie, you know, that, you know, definite, like, you know, you're in a movie now, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mode, um, you know, that, that, that scene is handled so artfully that like everybody, you do, you just go along with it. And, yeah. you know, by the end of it, you have that wonderful, like, cinematic experience you know yeah. like even though you know even though the movie sort of ends on you know what would traditionally be like a down note like yeah. it doesn't feel like it you know no, what i mean and, 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 and the, because this movie plays with your feelings so hard yeah, yeah you know yeah um, so. it, like the contrast between that ending and that beginning is is so great and um yeah i i've Polly's a big part of that you know Polly's a big part of what makes like the life before you know the you know the the from the streets you know that kind of stuff it's like it's he, part of what makes that so shitty yeah you know what I mean which is oh, important, yeah. which is so which is why it's so important that he sticks with him for the rest of the franchise <laughs> yeah,
1: I, guess so. I guess so well we got to talk about Mickey we got to talk about Apollo because I mean Burgess Meredith is like the beating heart yeah. of this movie right like and it's funny because in the beginning of the movie, he is very much an antagonist, right? He doesn't give a crap about Rocky. He saw, he sees a potential that that Rocky had, but he sees him wasted. Like at one point in the movie, you know, he takes his lock Rocky's locker away from him in the gym, and they put it on Skid Row, right? They put all his stuff on Skid Row, and you have that great sort of like every sort of initial conversation with Burgess Meredith and Sylvester Stallone is just magical right? It's just, it's great Mm -hmm. because you have Sylvester Stallone as Rocky and he's kind of like this, you know, mumbling kind of down and out guy, you know, sensitive and soft or whatever. And Burgess Meredith is like hard as rocks and he's like the reality. He's like the splash of water that everybody needs in your life, right? Like at one point you need somebody to, you know, one of the reasons my wife said that she married me is because I, I, I just told it how it is, you know what I mean, and that gets me into trouble a lot <laughs> in a lot of places. Uh, I don't always do that as much as I'm getting older. I've learned to be a little bit more diplomatic. But Nikki um, is <laughs> the is guy, which is funny because
3: that- that's usually that that's usually the opposite of a lot of people as they get older. They yeah, start like so, yeah, I don't yeah, give yeah. a shit at. I'm gonna say what I want. Now you're yeah. being like. You're like, you know, I'm getting older. I'm going to just probably hold my opinions to myself in certain areas. Yeah. That's well, good. I may come back around to that. <laughs> I may. I'm, I'm when you're 70 you're so, you're like, you know, I'm back yeah. to being an ass. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I'm
1: reserving yeah. my right to be. But that's, that's the great thing about Mickey in this movie is that he is also, as much as Talia Shire is the sort of like, I fell in love with you because of you and I, I like you because of you and I don't care about, you know, the car. I don't care about the fight. I don't care about any of that like Mickey is the guy who is like in your face and he's the guy that's going to tell you the truth. And he does tell Rocky the truth. And he's like, you're washed up, you're done. And you had potential like, like Mickey is that speech in, um, what is it? The, the, Oh God, the, the, the Marlon Brando on the waterfront where he's like, I could have been somebody. Right. He is, he is that could have been somebody without the yearning and the longing. He is that, that sort of thing where you could have been somebody and you didn't give a shit enough to, to, to nut up and you could have been something and now you're done. Right. And it's just like, so good, like so good. And then when the tables turn and Mickey comes to Stallone, like that scene is so hard. I mean, just that whole thing of him, like justifying, like why he needs to be his trainer. And then when, when Stallone turns around and is like, yelling at him and he's like nobody cares about me i needed you 10 years ago where were you i mean it's beautiful i mean it is so beautiful and so much of it is just filled with the honesty of the characters and stuff that it's just like i mean I'm, mickey is so important because he is that sort of like not jester but the the the, the truth sayer right
2: with the mentor
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i mean the mentor too but you know, not in a. I mean, like I said, like he's like the hard as nails guy. Like he's he's gonna give it to you straight. He's like, we don't need. I love the scene where the two girls come up. He's, he's the guy. He's the guy who's gonna switch your
3: whole fighting style in the sequels. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah but yeah, I have yeah. to
3: admit, though, I would. I was like, I, like I said earlier, it's been a while since I've seen uh, Rocky one to but watching it again, and when when Mickey comes in after, uh, Stone has been offered the fight. Yeah, I, I I was a little jarred because I'm like, oh, he he's I didn't know whether to take it as are you bandwagon jumping or are you, do you legitimately want to help? No, he's bandwagon you, he, jumping in the beginning.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, that's what I figured. Jumping. I just I just I yeah. was like,
3: I guess I was trying to give Mickey a little bit of a, you know, no. give him the benefit of the doubt. No, and no. Then, but and and I but and then at the end I was like, you know what? I like that. I like that because because you know, remember my mem a lot of my memories basically a lot of like rocky three and and the relationship there and of course uh, and then seeing how it kind of got built on this rather uh he he kind of just uh backdoor way like yeah, he came in, yeah. You know, it's not it's not pure it's not like you know like you said like like rocky screamed you i needed you for 10 years where were you then
1: yeah yeah. yeah, and so he's I, and and I, very mean. He's not nice to him at all. Oh no, he's an beginning. asshole. Yeah, he's asshole. Like when he asshole. doesn't need him, when he doesn't need Rocky, he—I mean—he gives it to him, right? He's like, "You're all, you know." He's like, "You're, you're not even worth having a freaking locker in my gym." Like, yeah, that's terrible, you know. And he's—he's he's been there for six years. He's paying his money just like anybody else. He deserves a locker. He should have a locker, you know. He's—he still has a passion for fighting. You know what I mean? And when Mickey turns around and it just, like, throws him away, you know, and, and and there's also that really interesting bit where Mickey gives him the phone number for Apollo, where he's, like, Apollo Creed's looking for a sparring and doesn't even really think twice of it. I mean, you could see it in Burgess mm-hmm. Meredith's face if you're watching it, but, like, there's definitely something there in Burgess Meredith's something Like, what the, what the hell does Apollo Creed want with this guy? You know what I mean? And... And you can see it in that scene. I was looking at him and I was like, oh, he, he thinks something is up. Like, he's just throwing it away because, like, why would anybody give a crap about... But he's definitely bandwagon jumping. And, and that's another reason why this film is so great and very different than what comes later on because by the time you get to two and three and four and stuff like that, they're they're an established family, blah, 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 you know, warm, fuzzy feelings for Mickey, you know what I mean? But... um. In this movie, he's a prick. Like, Mickey's kind of a prick. He is that that sort of mentor, but, you know, he only comes to Rocky when he needs him, you know what I mean? And that goes back to my point on why I think this film is is so well done, because it is all about people needing something from Rocky, even Apollo, right? And using him for their own means, and him sort of being able to rise above that and realizing what he needs out of it and being like, and that's, that's the great thing too. Like the end of that Mickey scene is him running out into the street after him is so great because it it's the music kicks in. That's the other thing I should say about this movie is that the score is minimal up yeah. until the end. There's barely any yep. music. It kicks, there's, there's that wonderful music cue when Mickey walks back out onto the street and then Sylvester Stallone runs after him and you're like, And if you're watching that scene and they're down the street, Mickey flinches from him at first because he's been freaking out on him. And then Rocky puts his arm around him and you're just like, oh, like uh, and obviously we have all this baggage of that. But I wish I had been an adult seeing that for the first time and wondering how that scene would play out, not knowing anything. You know what I'm saying? I wish I'd been in a theater in 1976 and and not had the baggage of Stallone and the Rocky movies and all that, knowing how the relationship turns out. Because to me, like that, it's just such good filmmaking. I mean, it's just, it, it really is. And Rocky real, and it's good writing too, because Rocky realizing that he needs him and it's like, I can't have pride, which he doesn't have much of anyway, right? But mm. he goes and he embraces him. And from then on in, they're in it together. But it's so well done. But that relationship, and and that's the thing I wanted to say, is I, I recently saw a movie called The, the Banshees of, in, in Asherah. Oh, yes. I'm probably... Yeah. And it's so, I loved it. Like I know other people are like trashing it and not, I loved it. And it's maybe because I've lived in LA for 30 years, but it's, just so, it's so much about friendship and why you're friends with people and, and, and why, why you, what you need out of certain friendships and stuff like that. And what you get out of, you know, and Rocky is a lot like that. Like Rocky is, a I, I don't know that people have seen it for what it is, which is, it is very much like this guy gets his shot and how the world revolves around him to sort of be like, it's that thing that we all say, like if I won the lottery, all of a sudden everyone would be my best friend. You know what I mean? And Rocky speaks mm-hmm. to that. I feel like that, that other movie, the banshees of initiative, which is like my number two movie of the year um, speaks to that. But Rocky really speaks to that. and And I just watching it this time, I was just like, you know, I was like, wow, you know, it's so much about everyone moving in around this one guy who gets an opportunity and how they change and, and start to, you know, and it's, it's so good. Let's talk about Apollo though. Um, I don't, I don't want to give, I think Carl Weathers gets the short shrift in these movies, you know, quite honestly, um, as the, the sort of nemesis. And First of all, Carl Weathers is a beautiful man. Can we just say that he's a beautiful man, like sculpted out of iron and steel? And just oh, like, yeah, he's... holy cow. Like, I'm just like, wow. And he's a good actor, too. Uh, he's great in this. I mean, he's basically uh, a, a, a little bit more of a,
2: a upper crest Muhammad Ali, I would say, right? Like, in this. Correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. He's, he's definitely yeah. definitely based on Ali. Yeah, yeah
3: for sure. Yeah. For sure. For yeah, sure. And, all the- and and I mean I love what I love also is the contrast in terms of like even like their bodies. Like you yeah. like you mentioned, like, you know, Carl Weathers, you know, Apollo is like literally like he's cut out of granite. Yeah. 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 And, and and Rocky, while not like I mean, I guess I could call him a little bit of a schlub. Like he's yeah. not he doesn't become the the, the ripped up, uh, you know, boxer until Rocky three. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, but, absolutely.
3: But, but, and I like that contrast where you have this, like, basically this mountain of a man in Apollo Creed, and you've got this little schlub who is just trying to see if he can even just go, you know, he's given an opportunity, you know, and at the time we didn't know, but the whole film was about him just wanting to go the distance. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just... Like, there's so much that, like, obviously, like, Paul was speaking to it earlier, where it's, like, that sort of, like, hey, that, you know, that American fighting spirit, that, you know, the propaganda that we all bought up in the mid-70s and stuff like that, early 80s and throughout the 80s, which was, like, you know, if you're rough and scrappy, you can make it. And, but, like, watching it this time, it was very much, like, like, I was, like, wow. Like, he just went into a book, and was like, this guy. Like, it is all... This movie is so much, like, about, like, opportunity and stuff like that, and about embracing your chance and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, think about somebody like Mike Tyson or uh, Muhammad Ali, you know, at the top of their game and picking out some Mm -hmm. schmuck, you know, who admittedly, you know, when you listen to Mickey and other people around him, I mean, really had potential, but is kind of at the bottom of his game. Like the mind boggles at that concept, like that you're gonna take like this big, the champion of the world, who's probably world famous at this point, right? Like worldwide mm-hmm. famous. And there's just this guy- oh, yeah, he's the master guy. of disaster. He's the yeah. Count of Monte
2: Fisto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. Like, and just taking that and just finding some guy, Like, like I feel like the narrative would, be more like oh apollo's gonna destroy this guy like 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 it's just not even gonna be uh like what why are we even here you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. am, am i making any sense And, and in-
2: no, yeah i totally understand you because i one of the things that really stood out with me this time is it's you know it's it's about you know the little guy versus the system you know yeah. what i mean and that's I think that's the, that's the way that this movie sort of ties in with the 70s counterculture yeah. uh, stuff. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it, it, you know, the system's out to crush the little guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, and you like, you I mean, literally, you've got Apollo Creed who can just crush anything. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's about uh the little guy finding a way to not only like sort of stand up to the system but earn the respect of the system. But you know all I mean? think
1: about how fucked up it is that it's a black actor that symbolizes the system in this and it's a white Italian guy who is like the schlubby, like, oh I'm gonna come up like there was a part of me that was like, first of all, I mean I think it's great that Carl Weathers is cast as, you know, I mean, that you know, the the, the king of mm-hmm. the, the ring and all that stuff. Um, yeah, but for me, it's not even that. It's not even about like sort of like the reverse, like oh, Apollo Creed is the system. Like Apollo Creed is consumerism. Apollo Creed is you know uh, he is like uh, the the sort of upper crest in this movie. And Sylvester Stallone, yeah, but yeah. He's, he's Carl. Carl Weathers
3: is the Carl Weathers is the man. Yeah, exactly.
2: He's also also a victim too of the system too, because like the whole reason the fight comes about is because he's so like all in on this fight. Like he's got all of his resources invested in this, you know, so like he's fucked if he doesn't put something up on the screen. Yeah, but that's also what his
1: that's his thing. That's his ego too, right? Like playing into it. Like he's like, I gotta do this fight for the bicentennial. We
2: a big deal. You know, and ego is part of. I would argue that ego is a large part of the system.
1: Yeah, uh, I would. I would not disagree with you. But the other thing too is like this. The older cynic in me is very much the incredulity of it, right? Like of somebody like Muhammad Ali or somebody just picking out this guy of like out of nowhere. I mean, it really is like a fairy tale sort of thing. Because I mean, when you look at Rocky and you look at the life he's leading and you look at the way that everybody treats him before he gets his shot. Like he is like he's not even like a contender, right? Like he's
2: just fighting in local, you know, you know, you know know what I mean? He's 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 all, you know, he's he's just a he's a low level mob guy, you know what I mean? Like he's he's just he's just a schlub who goes around like and is basically like a lunk, yeah, you know, yeah, for 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 twenty bucks, you know, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's funny to me because. So much of the the thing that we hear, too, is like, oh, land of opportunity, you make your own opportunity. Like, Rocky got lucky and then embraced the like, finally was like, okay, I'm going to go the distance. But so much of, like, the first half, first maybe hour and 15 minutes to 20 minutes is him being, like, scared shitless of the whole thing. Of him maybe oh, yeah. like, like, I would even say, like, half-heartedly training in the beginning before he gets to Mickey. Like... Like so much of it is like I'm not going to be able to do this, and then there's a turn, and and it's really the turn is not like I think today the movie would the, the movie would make it, and what the C, the the sequels do they make the turn very obvious and very in your face, like it that, that was another thing that I love about Ab- Abelson's filmmaking here is so, a lot of it is very subtle, right? It's not like you know, and he makes a change and and then decides to go for it, but but the hard sort of like working man thing I mean that doesn't play for me but the, a bit about like seeing an opportunity and embracing it that does you know
2: I yeah, mean yeah um, yeah, yeah he, he he um the other thing to remember like, I, I forgot about this until I like sort of looked up online but the, is how quickly this project came about too yeah yeah you know, yeah yeah. Um, yeah that like you know that that Stallone, like, wrote the, you know, he wrote the first draft in three days and, yeah. like, threw this together. And, like, I think one of the cool things about Rocky, like, is just the energy of, like, it's like they 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 didn't have time to think about all of this stuff in a way, yeah. you know what I mean? Because they were so big, like, it, it came together so quickly and, like, all of this stuff that is, like, amazing, like, subtext and everything just sort of they didn't have time to think about it or plan it. It just sort of comes out, you know. Yeah. Uh And that that like, I for your you know going back to your initial premise about how like it's sort of the film one of the film series where you can definitely track the progress of cinema, you know, yeah. all the way through. Um, I think it's a it's such a good like piece because in '76, you know, you like you. This was this was the era like where the blockbusters like first really started happening. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And right and after this, it, this yeah. is a movie, and this is a movie that like turns from an indie film into a blockbuster. Like while you're watching it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and um. Like it, it, yeah. It really did set the tone. I think visually for a lot of things to come, and, you know even the characters are a part of that, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. it's, i it, am it, just, I'm sort of so, the, the wildest thing for me after all of this is just sort of how effortless this movie makes all of this stuff look. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah. It, and yeah. it's so, and, and that it seems so simply constructed, but it really is like a brilliant piece of movie making, the way that editing shifts in that last part of the movie. And, yeah. um, I think that's one of that's one of the one of the things that I, I would love to uh, to give shout out to is the the cinematography and editing yeah. in this movie like are just
3: like spot yeah. on uh, and well well it did win the Oscar for editing yeah. too so yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. one best picture won, right It well and, you know that's one best
2: picture yeah well it won best picture drama and um, uh, Albertson won best
3: director. And oh, see, this is this is the thing about for, yeah, for, yeah, he won best director. oh wow. Did. But this is the weird thing about the Oscars. I just don't. I will never understand. The film wins best picture. The yeah. film wins best director. Mm-hmm. Why didn't Stallone win for best screenplay? Uh, I don't know because my confusion. Uh, well, I'm was, just saying, like I'm not. I'm not really answer, asking for an answer, but it's just yeah, yeah. It may, how do you how do you have a best picture, best director, but the screenplay, which is the most important thing of the damn movie doesn't get an Oscar win. I I don't, mean, I'll i never understand the way that the Academy thinks. Yeah, I mean, I, I
1: don't know the way the Academy thinks either. I mean, apparently there was a poll that the Hollywood Report, according to Wikipedia, the Hollywood Reporter did a poll like a couple years, several years ago, like apparently it was controversial that Rocky won this picture. I don't know why. It was up against all the president's men. And the people pulled so yeah. they it was david. also it
3: was also up against a network it was up against oh uh, wow yeah. okay it was yeah. all the president's yeah. men network and uh I'm trying to remember the other one that it was up against uh taxi driver oh no really yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. wow yeah. and, no, and there was deal. another film called bound for glory with david carradine bling woody gunther but no one gives a shit about that <laughs> um, oh no yeah but but you got all now. the president's men network and taxi driver rocky rocky, rocky yeah. wins Shocking uh-huh. everybody, because, I mean, everyone loved the movie. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, when you're going up against powerhouses like those other three. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but you know, le- yeah. Let's, let's be
1: honest. I mean, which film has had, I mean, would it have had the same power without the sequels? I mean, I don't know. But which film has really had stood the test of time, that people still go in? I mean, you and I love network and stuff. Uh, We love Taxi Driver. We love... Like I was given Taxi Driver on Blu-ray a couple of years ago, but I have a teenager, a kid in the house. It's hard to find time to watch Taxi Driver, you know, in the living room of your yeah. house, you know? So, I mean, I'm not saying The Rocky's better than Taxi Driver. I'm not saying that at all. Cause I love Taxi no. Driver. I love Network, but how many people can you go to and be like, have you seen Network? I mean, I have friends who love movies and I've been like, have you ever seen Network? And they're like, I don't know what that is. And it's like, you know, I showed that work to my daughter,
3: and she loved it. She was blown away. She was like, "Oh well, my God! Like this is so." Um, but I right. mean, you're right. because I don't. I don't look at the Oscars as the barometer of what the the, yeah. the general public likes. I mean, come on, the artist winning Best Picture. Give me a break. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I
1: don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you, I, but, I mean, you're but that's right. that's I'm there. I'm, not,
3: I'm not looking, but it just like I was just, you know, my only thought was, you have this film that wins the, the two big ones, you know, Best Picture, Best Director, you know, the uh, and but. Why is the screenplay like it Network, which was also nominated for Best Picture, won best screenplay?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you so, know, sometimes you gotta they feel like they gotta give that award to,
3: you know, somebody who's not gonna get the best movie. You know what I mean? I don't know. They're I mean I'm to not gonna argue it. against Petty Chayefsky, but I think also no. that, I think there's something, but there's something to be said about giving an Oscar to a film to a to a script written by someone that was a complete nobody.
1: Yeah, yeah. The yeah, whole story
3: yeah. of Rocky, and I'm glad it won best picture, believe me. And I'm I'm happy that but for if I think that the story of, of Stallone winning an Oscar on his first big movie. Yeah. I mean that's that in itself is is almost like cinema worthy, like to have yeah. a film about mm-hmm. it. You know? But I feel like Rocky
1: suffers from the same thing that Spielberg movies suffered from, which is like they became such a part of like it, it was the biggest you know, and and the biggest money maker of the year, it still remained number two after Star Wars in 1977, right? Yeah. Like yep. so, so yep. it became such a part of like the culture that I think that there's definitely a segment of people who are like, that's not like, you know, there were people poo-pooing Spielberg, right, for like E.T. and stuff, mm-hmm. like they were like that shouldn't be nominated for Best Picture, and it's like why not? Like it's a great movie. Like like I can still go back and watch E.T. now and cry like it still makes me cry like i last time i watched ct i was like holy cow like it made me cry like i i got choked up uh again i watched rocky yesterday and the ending got me again like i cried at mm-hmm. the end when you know oh, yeah she's like i love you Rocky. like i was crying like i was like i was i knew what was coming and i still cried at the end of rocky like oh yeah so yeah. So, I mean, oh, the yeah. people that really like when a film or, or, or a movie crosses over into like the public consciousness, they want to dismiss it. Right. And then there's probably lots of friendships. And you're talking about Patty Chayef, who's been around forever, is an amazing writer. People are probably like, I'm not going to give some new guy, you know, the award. You know, I, you could go around and round and around. And you're right. You're right. Like it should probably should have won if everything else was going to win. Um, but damn, that work! All the president's
3: men. Taxes,
2: that's a tough
1: competition. I mean, yeah, I'm not.
3: I'm not necessarily arguing the wins yeah. themselves because those yeah. are deserving of of recognition. Yeah. I, like Think I said, I, I will never understand the Academy's thought process when it comes to the difference th- between a film that wins Best Picture and then they say, yeah, yeah. "Well, this Best Picture, this other film's going to win the Best Screenplay, even though this won Best Picture." But the screenplay's yeah. the picture. Like I, I will never understand that. Maybe there's.
1: Spacing problem in the font uh, of Rocky, or the way that he typed thing. I don't know. Anyway, but, the
3: only Oscar win I will ever stand behind a hundred percent is the Best Picture win for uh, Signs of the Lambs. It's the only horror movie, close to a horror movie, that that won an Oscar. I'll,
1: I'd have to go back and look through the the list, but I know in recent years I've been like, eh, I don't know if that deserves. Oh it. yeah, there's but, a lot of
3: those. Yeah. But.
1: um the, since we were talking about the ending, I did want to talk about the ending, and Paul, you mentioned it too, is that the ending is so amazing, and, and Evis, you talked about it too, like sort of there's like this Capra-esque feeling, that scene where Adrian comes out towards the end, and like, mm-hmm. that is the classic train station, you know, two lovers in a train station, separated by the crowd, and her running towards him, like... Perfect. I mean, just cinematic perfection. Like the moment, the ed- and to your point, Paul, the editing is great. Comes out, sees what's happening. You know, I I don't think he's won the fight at that or or not won. Excuse me, I don't think he's finished the fight at that point. Right. And you're just like, it's perfect. The hat falls off, which I'm sure was an accident. And he says something Uh-oh. to her when she gets to the ring, like, "Where's your hat?" Like, like it's so oh. great. Like the it, it well, it's great because
2: like the movie is, the movie is full about like of those little moments that apparently were like just like things that messed up you know yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah yeah with the with the continuity and so in order to keep the continuity they just throw in a line of dialogue you know to
1: explain yeah. oh yeah the robe to the hat or right? like yeah yeah you know? yeah the robe being baggy yeah. yeah
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah which is which is brilliant you know because it's just like you know like it's so. It, it it calls attention to a mistake, but makes it part of the plot to the point where it's like, oh well, wow, like that's the way the world works, you know? Like that's yeah, yeah you know? Like uh, that. My my favorite moment is the you know the the, the shorts, you know,
3: that he's yeah, not yeah, wearing yeah.
2: the shorts that are in the poster, and the, he points it out. It's like, yeah, d- does it matter? No, it doesn't matter, you know. And it's just like, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah,
1: um, yeah, yeah, which is also a heartbreaking scene too, because it's like you don't matter, like you're just here. Like, you're going to give us a good show, right? Like, like it's just so demeaning to him. And the look on his face after that is just so great. Like, it's just so great. I mean, um, there are a couple of things I wanted to call out, which uh, one of them was the purse for the fight is $150,000 for Rocky. Um, in today's money, that is close to $800,000. So close to a million. So to step into the ring... And get your face pounded in by Apollo Creed. That's a million dollars. I'd probably take it. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't survive the first round. Um,
3: yeah, yeah. Then, I wouldn't have knocked him down in the first round.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly. funny because
3: I know, I know. I remember reading a while back in, in at least one of Salone's versions of the script, Rocky was going to take a dive and get, yeah. Him yeah Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he, I would have, I would have actually, I wouldn't have, res, I would have respected him if he, I still would have respected him. If he took a dive. I'm like, look, it's a million dollars in our money. And uh, you're going to get, I'm like, yeah, okay. Third round, I'm going to go down. You know, I'm done with the box. I got my no, money. No,
1: cool. no, no. I, I love okay the whole,
3: like that, that change of
1: tone when he is lying in bed with Adrian and he is sitting there and he is talking about like going the distance. And the camera slowly goes oh, yeah. in on him. And he he knows that it's like the night before the fight. And he knows that he is way in way over his head. Like that is beautiful right there. Like that slow pan in and he's talking yep. and there's no flashiness to the dialogue. There's no flashiness to the filmmaking. So good. So good. Well, just I was, so just, really I was just commenting
3: on the idea that if I were Rocky, if, if, if there were me, I into the, <laughs> even if I walked into the ring, the there, there wouldn't even be a fandom punch. You know, <laughs> Apollo, would have just, Apollo would have just squared up. I would have dropped dead and, and then just rolled out and be like, I'm done. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry you paid money for a fight that didn't happen.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I probably would have just run straight. I would have tried something and just gotten my ass handed to me. I would have gone down. He probably would have hit me square in the face and I, I would cry like a little girl. A uh, little baby, excuse me, not to be sexist. Don't be a baby. Um, but yeah, and then there's another bit that I kind of never caught before. So, and I'm not sure if they were trying to say something with this, but for me, it seemed like it. I rewound and rewatched it. There's the scene where Rocky wakes up in the morning and the radio, is, he turns on the radio and he's making the, uh, drinking the raw eggs, right? And yeah. the host of the radio show, calls a woman up in the morning. And at first I thought it was like to give her a prize, but it wasn't, but he calls up this this woman and he's like, it's four in the morning. I shouldn't be the only one up. And he calls this woman and she's like, what are you
2: doing calling me
1: at four in the morning? And she hangs up and you know, it was this woman's chance to be on the radio. And I was like, wow, are they even making a commentary like on missing an opportunity? Like, you know, like, because the radio host calls her up And she's going to be on the radio. Like when we were young, when you were younger, if a radio host called, you were like all excited, right? You know what I mean? And she's like, basically like, and so I'm like, are they making a comment? Like on some, on like embracing, cause she, the woman on the phone basically hangs up and is like, throws her opportunity away to be on the radio show, you know, or, you know, it could be nothing, but there was a part of me that was like, wow, is, are they like really even commenting it at at that point? So Like, um, you know, I I just thought that was interesting stuff. And then, you know, the other thing, too, is I don't want to give Talia Shire the short trip because I think she's really good in this. Apparently, she had the flu while they were doing the make-out scene. Oh, yeah. Rocky sort of pressuring Adrian, which is even more gross. But um, it's interesting because I I feel like Talia Shire is like one of those actresses that gets the short trip because she's related to Coppola. And, uh, you know, she's in the Godfather movies and stuff like that. But again, like as much as Burgess Meredith is kind of like the beating heart in this movie, uh, like Adrian is like, uh, especially as the movies goes on becomes the sort of sensible one. Like, why are we doing this? Like, why, why are you doing this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not so much in this movie, but she does, there is a great scene in this movie where Rocky is like sore and he's sitting on the couch and she's like, do you want to fool around? And he's like, he kind of rebuffs her and uh, a little too harshly and embraces the Pauly within uh, a little mm-hmm. bit and, mm, yeah. and, and gets up, goes to the kitchen and she's like, no, it's all right. And he apologizes to her and he's like, I'm sorry. And it's the first real like apology, like in the whole movie. And it is the first bit of like, like it's Talia Shire like embracing the abuse that her brother has rained down upon her and she's willing to take it from Rocky because, you know, whatever she in her own mind she maybe she did something wrong. And Rocky's like, mm-hmm. no. Like so so it's interesting to me too, like how much of this how much of like this is you know, you can take that Rocky scene where with with, with Adrian and you know it's it's creepy. It's, the whole Thanksgiving thing is is the worst Thanksgiving ever, in my opinion. It's just like Polly like throws her bird. What a scumbag, right? But mm-hmm. at the same time, I really feel like that it it takes the toxic masculinity that a lot of these things and and that changes in later movies. But it really takes the toxic masculinity that that the phrase that we've all come to know and embrace in the past several years. And it kind of turns it around on its head a little bit. Like, Rocky is gentle. He's not an asshole. He's not some aggro scumbag. You know what I mean? And he's willing to look at himself, you know... He's the only character in the movie who really has self-awareness of a, a, at any point. Like It's like, I need to change. And he does change. And he has a huge arc. You know, Talia Shire does, too, but in, in a different way. You know, the movie's not called Adrian. It's called Rocky. But that one scene, to me, was really beautiful and really just encapsulates why that relationship and why Rocky works as a human being, as a character, because he's willing to, like, look at himself. Same thing with with Mickey. He's willing to look at himself and he's willing to change, right? He's willing to admit that what he's doing has not worked and is not working for him, and now I'm going to do something. He's willing to look at what Mickey said to him, you know, and, and at first, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to bumble my way through this. But then as the movie goes on, he's like, no, I'm going to give it my best shot. Like, I'm going to do this. Like, I may not win, but I'm going to do this. And so I think that's another big reason why this this character works, at least in this movie and and, and in subsequent movies, too, because I feel like even in Rocky three you, you get to a point where it's like he, he has to realize that he's been wrong this whole time. And... I feel like that's the basis of a good character, being able to look at yourself and be like, oh, everything that I thought was wrong, I need, I need to change. Me, me. It's not the world outside. And then I think it's also just sort of the basis for good relationships, friendships, you know, marriages, you know, stuff like that. And, and it's just so, it's such a small thing, but it's so well done in this movie. And I loved it. I, and that's the thing, it's like I was looking at comments and reviews, you know, yesterday after I watched the movie. And so many people are like, this is not a boxing movie. And I'm like, it's not. It's really not. It it, it it That is the thing. But the things that this movie became famous for don't show up until, like, the last half hour of the movie. You know, and so much of it is just character development. There's no fighting. There's no action. And by the time you get to Rocky Four, which we'll get to at some point, it, that's all it is. And it's, it's a hollow shell of what the first this movie is. And so... Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, there's so much working for this movie that people don't—I don't, don't think—react to or know that they're reacting to, and it's—it's it's a really good piece of like '70s filmmaking, and I—I I think it really there's a reason that it holds, stands up, like holds, uh, stands up to the test of time. I mean,
2: oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 a quality piece of filmmaking, um, and. Like I said, like from, from, you know, the beginning to the end, it like, it it does change. It changes with its character. Um, it, it, it's a really cool movie. Uh, and it changed, uh, everything that sort of came after at least definitely when it came, when it comes to fight movies, uh, but also cinematically. Yeah. 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 I mean,
3: and it, it, reflects you know the success of the of, of rocky i mean just going the distance reflects the success of stallone yeah
0: and yeah. and and mm-hmm. how
3: you know because i kind of I, I started looking at his filmography so i wanted to kind of get an idea of like so and i know we're not i'm not going to go into too much detail but it was fascinating because after rocky he does two movies he does fist and paradise alley he does a movie where he plays a loose adaptation of jimmy hoffa
1: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm.
3: And then and then he directs Paradise Alley, which nearly torpedoes his opportunity to direct Rocky II. Wow.
1: I need and- to see more movies that he was not – I mean, I've never seen Fist, and I hear it's good. I really Yeah, Fist is actually
3: good and made a lot of money. But it's interesting because between Rocky II and III, he does this thing of like two films and then Rockies. So he does yeah. Rocky, Fist, Paradise, Rocky II, Nighthawks' Escape to Victory, Rocky III, and then there's a four-year gap. Only because from that from Rocky three and four he does, um, the the first, first two blood. first blood and Rambo part two. Oh, But, what? but then he also but then he also, but then he also directs but then he also directs Staying Alive. Yeah, yeah. And and he does Rhinestone. So it's he's got this weird. Yeah. I mean, Escape to Victory. is like after Rocky two, he's like, let me do this Nazi soccer movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I need to see. I've <laughs> yep. never seen it. I want to
2: see.
1: Yeah, that it's oh, actually yeah. not bad.
2: Really. Yeah, it's yeah. really really fun really fun movie.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see other movies. I I think I don't think I've seen a lot of his early work that isn't Rocky, you know what I yeah. mean, or isn't First Blood and stuff like that. Have you like ever that. seen Nighthawks? No, I've never seen the whole oh, thing. Oh, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll,
3: you know what? I'll, I'll either send you or, or I'll give you my copy. I love that. <laughs> I'll watch it. I will watch it. Look, the
1: thing of it is, right, like for as mocked as Stallone was and, and not respected as he has been throughout his career – I mean, the guy's smart, like you can't like, you know, and oh, no. as Republican as he is apparently, uh, and a Trump fan, uh, you know, the guy is smart and had, uh, uh, you know, and enduring I mean, he's almost 80 guys. Like I like, I looked up his age and I was like, Oh my God. Like Yeah. He's really? 77.
3: Have you yeah. watched Tulsa? Have you ever watched Tulsa Kings? Tulsa uh, King? No, no. I, I, yeah. I, it's a show on uh, Paramount plus. It's from the same guy who created a uh, Yellowstone and, uh, where he wrote Sicario T- Taylor Sheridan. Okay. And it's basically he plays a mob guy who comes out of prison after 25 years and then he gets sent to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is it good? It, I love it. I think it's a okay. I mean, I mean, on a with another actor, it'd be okay, but Stallone still has that charm. He still has that that affable person persona. And I think the show is is with him in it, it's it it's elevated. I think it's a really good show.
1: I know he did that Samaritan recently, and I had no interest in watching it. So no. I'm
3: curious about that one. I have not yeah. watched that one. But no, well, I'm curious, I, but... But I I, I'm, sucker, I'm a sucker for, like, fish out of water stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 so yeah. So I saw it, yeah. I checked
3: this out, and I fell in love with it. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to yeah. check that out.
1: I just don't want to sign up for another subs- <laughs> subscription service. I haven't watched Yellowstone because of that. I just, I'm like... Uh, I also watched the first episode of Yellowstone and I was a little, I had issues,
3: but maybe it got better as it went along. It's, you know what it is, it's, <laughs> it's it's, it's Dallas meets The Godfather.
1: Yeah, it was, I was very much like, this is Dallas. I was like, so like watching uh-huh. it, I was like, this is Dallas. This is basically the, you know, and, uh, and Kevin Costner is JR. Like, I was just like, wow, okay. I, but,
3: well, I don't know about, I actually, no, I would disagree with you on that one. I, I would say that uh, the daughter's a little more JR-esque.
1: Probably, yeah, you're yeah, probably right. Yeah. I've only seen one episode. Wait, so. uh, well,
3: who's who's Bobby? <laughs> oh, um, K- Casey. Who's Victoria Principal? That's all I want to know. Kay- I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I there's there's Victoria. no Victoria. She is on a, a a class all by herself. Yeah, she she is, is. She is. She, she is, is. is
0: on a pedestal. So we are not here to talk about. We
1: have not been talking about Yellowstone. We have not been talking about uh dallas we have not been talking about victoria principal which we could quite honestly for an hour if we wanted to we've been talking about rocky 1976 directed by john g abbleton uh written by Sylvester Salone. Stallone also did all the fight car choreography apparently yes he is did mm-hmm. amazing i i'm amazed like how many talents does this guy have i, I mean it, it's funny because when you start looking into the things that he's done, his filmography and stuff like that, there's a lot of people that like to, you know, because of the way he talks and stuff like that, or, or how he's been presented in films, but I mean, respect, you know, that's all I can say. You know, I have to say that, you know, the, the endurance of his career, how long it's gone on, you know, I don't know about the quality of all his films, but Rocky, the first one, you know, you get my respect, man, came out swinging and, and you know, got a hit. Any final thoughts on Rocky?
3: Well I mean you have to have talent in order to create not one but, but two iconic characters. Sure, absolutely. Between absolutely. Rambo and Rocky. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. You know, you, can't, you know, and just going back one point, you were talking about how emotional the ending was and I know we're going to talk about Rocky 2, but I just got yeah, I, yeah. I I felt Rocky 1 and 2 to me made both of them made me cry at the end. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like I, sure. was, I had tears in my eyes. Yeah. It wasn't until Rocky 3 where the the triumph doesn't invoke tears. It's yeah. just cheering, you're like you're cheering on the hero. Yeah. But the yeah. first two movies really evoke visceral, like Im- happy tears coming out of your eyes. Like you're oh, just. I can't wait till it- we get to
1: Rocky Three because I have a story to tell. It's Rocky Three. Oh, I final hear,
3: I want to hear the this is the, the, the Rocky Three story that you had uh, for 1982.
1: I will. I will. <laughs> I will tell you. I will tell All you right. when we stop recording this. Paul, any final thoughts on Rocky?
2: No, I mean, it it is the ultimate movie about taking your shot when it's presented to you, you know? Absolutely. Um, and what what the cool thing is that it happened in real life and it happened in fiction as you know the best stories do, they, you know, they they take on a life outside of their medium, you know, And yeah. this one, I think certainly for Stallone, But I know that it inspired a lot of other filmmakers, you know, oh, a yeah. lot of people. A lot yeah. of people's favorite movie was Rocky.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and it is, and I have to admit, it is one of my favorites of all time. Like, I, I've seen it so many times, either by accident or seeking it out. And uh, and it also was very, I mean, I was probably four years old when it came out. I probably saw Rocky 2 in theaters before I saw Rocky 1. Um, but I have to say, like, it is one of those movies uh like kind of like the Christopher Reeve Superman to me, that was just so Star Wars. The first Star Wars was so like in the culture and surrounding mm-hmm. you uh, when you were growing up, right? Like w- it was just a part of everything. And uh, and it's one of those things that I always go back to, and you, you just can't deny it. You can't deny how good a movie it is. You can't deny. You know, it may not be perfect. I mean, you know, we talked about Network. We talked about All the President's Men. We talked about, like, those are great films, you know, Taxi Driver. Mm -hmm. But this is definitely, you know, I think Rocky also stands the test of time because it is kind of like a family movie. Like, you can sit and watch it with your whole family and not be worried about, like, what it is. And that's not a detriment. It's not knocking it down. That makes it good. Like, it is good to have movies that you can watch with the whole family that kind of inspire and stuff like that. Although you may want to keep them away from Uncle Paulie because Jesus yeah. Christ, that guy's a scumbag. But Burt Young is an amazing actor. I think mean, he's amazing in it. I think a lot of people probably look at that and think like he's, you know, he is that way, but by all accounts, I hear he's a very decent human being in real life. So oh, yeah. uh, good on you, Burt Young for embracing your inner scumbag and taking <laughs> Paulie to the places he needed to go because there's not a lot of actors would be comfortable with that
3: and want to be seen that way so and so, good on so, Burgess Meredith so Christian you're so you was your first Rocky movie Rocky 2 it might have been when I was little okay. yeah it might have been seeing what it, about you, what was, about you Paul, what was your first was was Rocky your first, or what, um, what was your first
2: yeah I saw I saw them on cable uh back to back uh before uh Rocky 3 was the first one I saw in the theaters yeah yeah Rocky yeah, Rocky Mickey.
3: oh go ahead yeah, Rocky Three was my first, only because at the because this is later on after because I'm I'm I was and still am a huge wrestling fan. Ah, okay. So when I found out Hulk Hogan oh, was in Rocky Three, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "What? Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. I have to see this!" And <laughs> then I saw Rocky Three, yeah. Yeah. saw that, fell in love with the whole character and everything. I'm like, "Oh yeah, Three! I got to see one and two, and then the rest is history." But so, yeah, Three was my entry point. I,
1: I want to see Rocky Two was the first one I saw in theaters. But they would re-release these things, so I may have seen Rocky 1 first. I'm not sure, particularly when Rocky 2 was going to come out. I'm sure maybe somebody dragged me to see the Mm. first Rocky. Um, But I feel it's the same way with Jaws. I think I saw Jaws 2 first before I saw Jaws 1 because I was so young when Jaws came out. Like, nobody's going to take, like, a four-year-old to go see the shark eat. I mean, maybe somebody did, but um, they didn't take me. And uh, I, I think I saw Jaws 2 before I saw Jaws 1 um, and now realize that the first jaws obviously is a very superior film. Uh, but either way, Rocky 1976, great movie. If you've never seen it, um, I think for like people of this, the younger generation, you might have to have patience with maybe the first part of the film, maybe a little bit, but I think, I think that it's so different looking that you would, you'll get sucked into it. Like, like when I started watching it, I'm like, this is so different. I mean, you know, if you think about it, this movie's almost fifty years old, right? And uh the thing of it is um this movie is as old to us as maybe like a uh thirties gangster movie was to our parents, mm-hmm. like when this came like like so it is an older movie. Uh and the filmmaking style is very different from the rom coms that you're seeing on Netflix kids that, that they're just pouring out into the, the stratosphere but i think it's worth watching especially if you love film and you're a film history buff and you like inspirational movies so rocky 1976 hopefully we will be back soon with rocky 2 II, rocky 3 rocky 4 i want to keep doing these i want to stay on it so and i want to talk more about movies in 2023 it's one of the reasons i started this podcast to talk about movies with my friends with interesting people i've been doing a lot of interviews lately but i've been thinking a lot like i do want to do the interviews but I want to talk about movies because I love movies. So in any case, Rob. Hey, if you nice ever, believe that, me, if
3: you ever want to do Over the Top, I'm, I'm oh right God. Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. Uh, <laughs> <you can> always, <laughs> hey. always with the
1: recommendations. Always with the, the crazy recommendations. Uh, when, when, we...
2: when it takes it all, loser takes the <laughs> <a> ball. Yeah! <laughs>
1: oh, my Damn God. Damn straight. When I
3: turn my hat around, I become a different person. No, we're talking (laughs) about Rocky. Rocky, 1976. This is the Rocky of the arm wrestling world. Shut up. No,
1: no, no, no. It's it's really not. I've seen some of it. All right, all right. This has been the Part-Time Fanboy Podcast. We've been talking about Rocky. I have had Ibis Cannavale, Shitster Supreme, by bringing him (laughs) over the top. No, 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 no. Paul Edwards, thank you so much for coming back. I want to have you back on for more movie discussions if you have the time. I always love your take on movies and life in general. Obviously, we are good friends. Um, My name is Christian Horn. This has been the first 2023 part-time fanboy podcast episode. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, We will be back soon with another episode. It won't be Rocky 2 right away. We will get to it. I hope, I promise, things happen. It is called Part-Time Fanboy for a reason. Uh, Check us out on our website, parttimefanboy.com. I am no longer on Twitter, but I am on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us there. Uh, Our email is ptf at parttimefanboy.com. Go watch Rocky. It's an amazing movie. And thank you for listening. We will be back soon. Bye.
2: Part-Time
1: Fanboy.